Hey, what's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Now, we're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about this internet personality from YouTube called Mr. Beast, and he has come under some fire lately. And this kind of ties into a podcast I did not too long ago about goodness and about, you know, can somebody who is outside of Christ do good works? And we spent a, the whole podcast episode talking about how to identify this, the nomenclature that we use, and it would be best to think of it in this way. Like, for instance, Mother Teresa, she did works that were virtuous. But because she is not good, uh, her very works are tainted. And I may go back and link that podcast in the show notes. Uh, My podcast, sadly, one of my downfalls is I don't organize my content very well. I probably need to uh, bite the bullet and do this myself or get, you know, maybe get somebody that I could pay a, a nominal fee and just say, look, you know, every every podcast that you can go in and 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 tag and make searchable well that would be great anyway we could work something out there that being said this guy mr beast uh what he does is he makes youtube videos he has studied thumbnails he studied titles he has studied topics he knows what gets views he has tens of millions of subscribers. Uh, he's huge. He's probably the biggest YouTuber right now. And all of the money that he generates from his business goes back into the business for uh, travel, for the, the gimmicks in his video, for set design, set layout, hiring actors, uh, recruiting people, advertising, all that good stuff. He's very lucrative. But he's like 24, he lives in the studio. Like, he doesn't live an extravagant lifestyle. And a lot of his videos, from a Christian standpoint, they're really cringy. Because as Christians, we're kind of taught, listen, you don't need to let your left hand know what the right hand is doing. We certainly don't need to be doing things for the praise of men. And Mr. Beast will take $10,000. And what he'll do is he'll take $500 and he'll say, listen, I, I will give you this $500 right now, or I'll let you choose what's in the envelope. Well, what's in the envelope is like $10,000. Uh, also, he'll go out and he'll take you know, $100, and then um, he'll say, you can have this $100, or you can give it to somebody in this store right now that you think needs it more than you do. And if they give the money to somebody that they think needs it more than they do, He'll give both of them $10,000. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like, Tony, how can he make enough money? I don't think Christians really understand exactly how much money can be made off of YouTube. I don't think a lot of us in the older generation fully understand that. Incidentally, for those of you that are watching, good to see you. I'm so glad that you're here. Be sure and be the algorithm for us. 
um, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And um, hello and howdy to you that have commented. And at the end, I'll uh, I'll, I'll make sure that I uh, address any questions or anything like that. Now, so Mr. Beast, his latest big video is he is he cured the blindness or paid to have it done around the world for a thousand people, and he filmed it. And some of the people he not only did he pay for them to have this surgery. But some of them, he would give $10,000. One kid, he gave $50,000 plus, plus paid to have his surgery done. Uh, the doctor that was doing these things, he gave him $100,000 so he could pay this forward. And he's come under fire. And he, he actually made a tweet on Twitter. That's weird language for me to say. But here's what he put out on his social media. Here, here's what Twitter says. Rich people should help others with their money. So Twitter, the people on Twitter say, if you're rich, you should help other people with your money. And then Mr. Beast is replying, okay, I'll use my money to help people, and I promise to give away all my money before I die, every single penny. In fact, he has said this. He said his goal is to die penniless. He's going to give away all of his money before he dies. And of course, the response to, to, of Twitter, these people on Twitter that think all rich people should use their money to help others, uh, once, once you have a rich person say, I'm going to use my money to help others, well, Twitter says Mr. Beast is now bad. And, and why do they say Mr. Beast is bad? Well, it's because he's profiting. And listen, I, I know that kind of makes us icky. It f- makes us feel icky as Christians because we're taught not to do these things for the praises of men. But you have to understand that somebody like Mr. Beast, they don't have the same moral compass as you and me, and this is a business to them. But let me ask you something. Which would it be better for somebody to do? In other words, what is it more, what affects society in a more positive versus negative way? Uh, somebody that, that is a rich actor who, who hoards all of their money and spends it all on a lavish lifestyle and makes fantasy movies uh, or just movies rather that are that are fantastical that people uh, are paid to go see or a guy that is very very rich and he uses that money to make YouTube films that people will watch and and sponsors will sponsor and make a revenue stream so he can keep doing more stuff like this in the future. It's like we we don't we don't really care that Mr. Beast used his money to make people feel better, to cure their blindness. We're mad because he's making money off of it. But he's not claiming to be a Christian. He's not claiming that this is a charitable act just out of the kindness of his heart. He's pretty upfront. We do this so we can make these videos so we can we can leverage your attention and get advertisers on our videos like you don't have to pay to watch his videos they're on YouTube they're all free so how does he get money off of that well YouTube sells ad space on his channel and so he gets revenue from the views amongst other I mean that's not his only revenue stream don't get me wrong but that that's 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 the baseline that that's the foundation 
So what's wrong with that? I remember hearing somebody talk about Zig Ziglar. He was a motivational speaker, a really well-renowned motivational speaker. And after, after one of his shows, a woman come up to him and says, you know, Mr. Ziegler, you're, uh, you're making a little bit of money off of this, aren't you? To which Zig Ziglar smiled and said, no, ma'am, that's not true at all. I'm making a lot of money off of this. Otherwise, why would you do it? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that Christians ought to go out and do benevolent acts in order to leverage attention on Facebook, Instagram, or anything like that. But again, I'm defending Mr. Beast here because he's not a Christian. He, he is not, he's not telling you I'm doing this because I'm a good person. He's saying, hey, listen, um, I'm, I'm a decent guy. I want to do good things, and I want to make money. And I found a way where I can do these virtuous things and also make money. So I want to ask you, what is wrong with that? And I get a sentiment that rich people on Twitter, rich people should use their money to help people. Mr. Beast, hey, I'm using my money to help people. Twitter also says, well, Mr. Beast is bad because he's getting money from using his money to help people. We, we need to take a chill pill, folks. Now, let's, I, I, I want to tie in a couple of biblical principles from this. First off, Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to read some here. Take heed. I was just starting in verse 1, by the way, and I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Take heed that you do not your charitable deeds before men. Now, if that's all it said, I believe we could go to the Bible and we could say, look at what that Mr. Beast is doing. He's just another example of a wicked, worldly person doing wicked, worldly things because he is doing these charitable deeds before men. In other words, he's not hiding them. But that's not where the period is in that sentence. Let's read. Let's keep reading. Take heed that you do not your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your, what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, that your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. That is Matthew chapter 6, 1 through 4. Now, what's that got to do with Mr. Beast? Well, absolutely nothing. Mr. Beast cannot be a hypocrite because he is not claiming any moral high ground here. He's not claiming to be a Christian. He's not claiming to be led by God. He's doing this for the purpose of being seen by men so he can make money to fuel this this digital empire that he has built, and he can do more things like this in the future. It's what drives him. It's what he likes. He is not trying to get a spiritual reward. So this, this passage of Scripture wouldn't apply to him. Now, if you, Christian, go and you buy McDonald's for the bum on the corner and you take a selfie handing that McDonald's sack off and put it on Facebook and you say, look at what I did today. I'm always out giving in the name of Christ. 
Well, that, this this would apply to you, okay? This would apply to you. And again, I understand it, it, it on, on the surface it makes us feel all cringy whenever we see somebody like Mr. Beast out, Beast out there uh, giving away all of this money and recording it and stuff like that. But he he's not hiding the ball. I mean, there's reasons not to like that behavior, but I don't think we can clutch our pearls and cry foul from the standpoint of Christianity because that man has no, he doesn't, he doesn't put that out there at all. He's saying, I know what gets clicks. I know what puts eyeballs on screens. And this is one of the things that does it. I like doing this and it facilitates more of me doing this. So why would I not do it? Well, the, the liberal left has excoriated him because he's done this. And what they want to do is they want him to come out and denounce the system that basically says, well, why should somebody have to come along and purchase this surgery for somebody? If somebody needs the surgery, the, the world should just offer the surgery for free. Well, you know the problem behind that. If I'm a doctor and I can do the surgery, I'm not your slave where you can force me to work for free. Think about think about that. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 11. This is another biblical principle that, that this whole ordeal made me think of, and it's how they treated Jesus. When speaking of John the Baptist, um, I'm going to start reading in verse 7 of Matthew chapter 11. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, and who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say unto you, Among those born of women, there has not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is come to thee. He who hears, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I liken this generation? I'm going to stop there because I want to make my point. What did you go out to see when you went out to see John the Baptist? In other words, what did you expect? You see, they weren't happy with what John the Baptist was doing because they said, you're out there and you're not dressed like a prophet. You don't talk like a prophet. You don't act like a prophet. You're a crazy man. You're demented. We don't like the way you act. You're out there in the wilderness and you're not a prophet of the people. Well, let's. Jesus is going to bring this around to himself. Now, before I lose you, I am not comparing 
this worldly man, Mr. Beast, to Jesus. I am simply segueing from that to this. And maybe this will give you something that will help you when you fall under persecution for the cause of Christ. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourned and you did not lament. So he likens this generation to children. We, we, were, we were merry and you weren't merry. We were sad and you weren't sad. You can't win for losing. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by our children. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Jesus is saying here essentially what Mr. Beast is saying with this tweet. Twitter says rich people should help with their money. Mr. Beast says, okay, I'll use my money to help people. Twitter says Mr. Beast is bad. He is, and if you'll forgive me in advance for using this phrase, it seems a little crass, but I can't help it. It it fits. Jesus here is echoing, or Mr. Beast is echoing sentiments found in Matthew 11. He don't even know it. Basically, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. God sent prophets to the people. One prophet he sent and didn't act like any of the prophets, didn't didn't associate with any of the people, ate milk and wild honey, and they didn't like him. They said, he's demented. He's a crazy man. He's not a prophet of the people. Well, then God sends Jesus. Jesus eats with the people. Jesus spends time with the people. Jesus eats what they eat and drink what they drink and and interacts with them, and they say, well, he's a friend of publicans and sinners and tax collectors. He's a glutton. He's a wine-bibber. That's why Jesus says, look, I, I liken this generation to little kids in the marketplace saying, we played the flute and you didn't dance. You're a bad person. And And if you dance, they say, well, we were sad and you didn't lament. He's like, well, uh, what do you want me to do? I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. So what's the solution? How about you just do you? Think about that. In fact, the solution is pretty easy, and uh, this gets us far away from Mr. Beast because Mr. Beast makes his living telling people what he's going to do and telling people what he's currently doing. But Proverbs 27 is where we're going to go. Listen to it. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. In other words, don't try to appease the anger of fools. Verse 4, wrath is cruel and anger a torrent. But who is able to stand before jealousy? Actually, verse verse 3, a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. Don't try to appease the anger of fools. Yeah, verse 4, wrath is cruel and anger is torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? 
that, that I would explain that as in don't try to uh, live up to the standard or live by the scrutiny of those who are jealous. Verse 5, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. I want you to act the way you're going to act towards me, both in public and private. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. I want you to be honest with me, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. In other words, don't flatter me in public and talk bad about me behind my back. If you have something to say to me that's bad, then faithful are the wounds of a friend. You're going to come tell me about it. And then, of course, verse 7, a satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. If you don't have a good sense of self and you don't have a good sense of the reasons for which you are working, then you are going to uh, go back to verse tw- chapter 27, verse 1. You're going to boast about what you're doing tomorrow. You're going to boast about what you're doing now, verse 2. You're going to try to appease the anger of fools. You're going to try to um, stand before the scrutiny of the jealous. You are going to uh, keep people around you who um, claim they love you to your face but never take a public stance in your favor. You're also going to uh, keep people around you who flatter you and who never tell you what you need to know. And if you do that, then you're going to love it all. If you love all these bitter things because you don't have a good sense of self and you don't have a good sense of why you're doing these things, then verse 8 is going to apply to you. You're going to be like a little bird that wanders from its nest. That's how a man is who wanders from his place. You're going to go far afield of the body of Christ to seek validation. Well. The best thing to do is just do you. Is to walk circumspect. Going Ephesians four one, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. Ephesians five, walk in love, walk as children of light, walk circumspectly. Just just do you. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So what we see in pop culture, we see a man who's ultra rich. He's doing virtuous things, but he's not doing the virtuous things the way these people who are not as successful as he is claim that he ought to do them. So he's coming under fire, and he's basically telling them, y'all go kick rocks. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Folks, that's what we need to tell the world. Let's do what it is we're going to do, regardless of what the world tells us, because Jesus likened this, likened this generation unto little children. Well, that's the way this generation is. Hey, rich people ought to do more good with their money. Rich people ought to spread their wealth a little bit. Oh, you have a rich person spreading the wealth? Well, he's also benefiting from it? Oh, that rich person is bad. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. The main thing, serve God, keep his commandments. This is the whole of man. I hope that I've said something in here that's informed you and edified you and maybe given you some tools to 
uh, ensure your walk is where it ought to be. Uh, be sure to follow me on Cogitation's Facebook page. And if you have uh, show ideas or anything like that, you can get them to me there. I've got one in the works about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. So that's coming um, maybe tomorrow. But if not tomorrow, certainly um, Monday or Tuesday. I may, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do about that yet. But I've, I've, I've enjoyed uh, watching the, the video that was sent to me. And I'm going to make a podcast about it. Other than that, uh, that's all I've got here. God bless you. Be sure and subscribe to my podcast wherever you're listening. And this has been Tony Brewer with Cogitations. We'll catch you on the flip side.